You are about to enjoy a presentation recorded at the 2021 Michigan Conference Camp Meeting held at Cedar Lake, Michigan. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen. Our great God, our dear, loving, heavenly Father, Lord, we praise you and we thank you. You deserve our praises. Lord, uh, as we come before you this morning, uh, I could not even put into words the joy that I feel in my heart of how it is such a huge privilege to bow before your presence and to call you our Father. Lord, we know that we are not alone in here, that your presence is here and your holy angels are surrounding us. So, Lord, we, we welcome you into our hearts. And dear Father, I pray in a very special way that as your words will be spoken this morning, that you please hide me behind your cross, that I may not be seen nor be heard, but Jesus and Jesus alone be seen, be heard, be lifted up and exalted. Father, we need your spirit to fill us. Dear Father, I ask that you please prepare our hearts, all of our hearts, especially mine, to receive whatever it is that you want to give us today. Thank you so much, Lord, for hearing our prayers. We pray all this in the loving and precious name of your son, Jesus. All your children say, amen. You know what, friends? The moment I saw the, the theme, the theme title of, uh, of, this, of this camp meeting, I was so excited. How much more? And then I saw the picture. Because this morning, this is my topic. And uh, I always let my, my audience guess what is this this thing that I'll be talking about, but somehow it's given already, it's plastered all over here in this camp meeting. And this is one amazing thing right now. You know why? Because most of the camp meeting, most of the conferences that I somehow attended, this is not the main focus. But here, the Holy Spirit is the focus. And I praise God. Listen to this. From Signs of the Times, May 9, 1892, paragraph 6, it says, Throughout all churches, there is one subject of vital importance that has been neglected. One subject of vital importance that has been neglected. Can you guess what that is? Oh, this is a very smart audience. It is the Holy Spirit. And listen, we have failed to make the Holy Spirit the theme of our thought. An instruction. I remember in Jakarta, when I attended uh, as, as a prayer room coordinator, while we were there praying, because before we opened it to the public, all the prayer leaders come together, and we were praying, and friends, it is such a beautiful way to start your day in the presence of God. Can you say amen to that? Look at you right now. Before you do anything else, you are here. And we were just having a wonderful time of prayer, and somebody went in. It was still not open to the public, but somebody came in, and, and we were wondering who that was. I did not dare open my eyes. And after we had we have finished praying, we prayed for like 40 minutes, and we opened our eyes. It was one of the general conference vice president. And he said, you know what? I pray that we will come to the day that we will have conference, that we will have Meetings only focus on the Holy Spirit, only focus on prayer. And I could not imagine what would be the result. Friends, that is already a fulfillment of his prayer, of what's happening right now. Can you say amen to that? And I pray, my dear friends, that this will also be the focus on the meetings of our church. It says here, 
Testimonies on Sabbath School Work, page 73 and 74. How greatly do the workers need a baptism of the Holy Spirit that they may become true missionaries for God. More than training, we need a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Friends, this is what we need right now, and it was emphasized here. I'll just, I'll just mention to you three emphasis here. From Evangelism, page 66, paragraph 3. God's work is to be carried forward with power. With what? With the Holy Spirit's power, not just horsepower. Friends, we need more than horsepower right now. We, don't, we need more than any, any power then the Holy Spirit's power, supernatural power. This is what we need right now, especially in the times that we're living in right now. And it says here, we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Emphasized again and again and again. And the third one, there needs to be a waking up among God's people. Do we need that right now? Amen? Praise God, a lot of people are being awakened, awakened right now. There needs to be more. There needs to be more. We, there needs to be a waking up among God's people that His work may be carried forward with power. Friends, did you, can you hear the desire, the longing of God for His church to go forward with power? God is seeing, is looking down on His church and His heart is yearning. I want them to move forward with power. But we have been moving powerless. Why? Because this is not the theme of our thought in our, in our instruction. We talk about a lot of things, but not the power that He desires to give us. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And a Christian author said this, If God were to take the Holy Spirit out of our midst today, about 95% of what we are doing in our church would go on and we would not even know the difference. Have mercy. 95% of what we're doing in our church would go on and we would not even know the difference. You know what that means? We have been so used to working without the power of the Holy Spirit. We have been so used to doing things on our own strength, on our own ideas, but without power. But it says here, Yet, if God would have taken the Holy Spirit out of the midst of the first Christian community, about 95% of what they were doing would have ceased immediately. Did you hear this, Vince? About 95% of what they were doing during that time would have ceased immediately. For now, friends, just imagine a comparison. We have been so independent of power. And that is why we have been so powerless. No wonder 120 people after Pentecost changed the world. And now we are 20 million. And sometimes we are, we're seeing the baptism rates like, whoa, look at this, almost 3,000 per day, friends. Shame on us, we're 20 million. There should be 30 million per day. Amen? My dear friends, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. I was attending an OCI conference in Cambodia, and uh, I was hearing 
like reports from country to country. And I was inspired. I was thinking, God is coming soon. That was 2019. I was getting excited. God is coming soon. The work is being finished. And then on Friday, uh, Mr. Lawrence Burns from uh, AFM gave this report, gave the statistics. And I'd like to show to you this, uh, this photo. And he shared this. So, AV team, I'll be showing this, uh, this slides. He said, he gave this, uh, this little graph, this blue and green graph that says, the total population of the world is in blue, and the year-end church membership is in green. And uh, this one, you could see the dates down below. If you do not see it, it's, it started in 1863, and it's three years increments until, until 2016. Did you see that? The blue represents the world population, and the green represented the church membership. And all the while, I was thinking that he was colorblind. There's no green, huh? Actually, there is. Can you see the green? Barely, huh? That's why I blew it up. Now, can you see the green? Can you see the green now? Friends, I asked him, I asked him for the data, and I could see that the green in, in numbers, it is, it is not 1%, friends. It is not 1%. It's not even half of 1%. And what's the sad thing? It's not even one-third of 1%. It's 0.29, the highest that we had. Friends, have we been moving forward with power or without power? Without power, my dear friends. And if we do not admit it, if we do not admit it right now, we would not, we would not accomplish this work that God has given us. If we still somehow rely on strategies, rely on our, on our own ideas, and not on the power that God has been wanting to give His church. You know what? When God gave us the Holy Spirit, He gave us the greatest strategy to win souls. When God gave us the Holy Spirit, He gave us the best solution in the situation that we are in. COVID, lockdown, this could have been our greatest opportunity to let the Lord be lifted up. If we were moving forward with power. John 15 verse 5. John 15 verse 5. Jesus appealed to each and every one of us. For without me, he can do what? For without me, he can do nothing. And he himself declared in John 5 verse 30, I can of myself do nothing. So friends, who are we to declare that we could do something without him? We have to move forward with power. I love this next quote from Christ's Object Lesson, page 408, that says, Without the Spirit of God, a knowledge of his word is of no avail. Wow. A knowledge of His Word is of no avail. Without the Spirit of God, a knowledge of His Word is of no avail. The theory of truth, unaccompanied by the Holy Spirit, cannot quicken the soul or sanctify the heart. Did you hear this, my dear friends? Even if you have all the degree in theology, if, even if your name follows all the letters of the alphabet without the Holy Spirit, it's nothing. 
It is nothing. But Christ says, if I be lifted up, John 12, verse 32, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. That graph should not be colored blue. It should be green. If we would only lift Christ up, and how do we lift him up? By bowing low. By asking for the Holy Spirit to fill us. It says here, Testimonies to the Church, Volume 8, page 21, paragraph 4. And I, oh no, I'm, I'm done with that. Testimonies, Volume 8 says, It is the absence of the Spirit that makes the gospel ministry so powerless. It is the absence of the Spirit that makes the gospel ministry so what? Powerless. The reason for that blue graph dominating the whole chart it's not because we lack strategy. It's not because that our churches are small compared to, to other religion. It's not that we don't have much schools or hospitals. It is the lack of the Holy Spirit. Learning, talent, eloquence, every natural or acquired endowment may be possessed, but without the presence of the Spirit of God, no heart will be touched. No sinner want to Christ. But I love this next thought. Those, those lines sound depressing, huh? But listen, there's a beautiful promise here. On the other hand, if they were connected with Christ, if the gifts of the Spirit are theirs, the poorest and the most ignorant of His disciples will have a power that would tell upon hearts. God makes them channels for the outflowing of the highest influence in the universe. That amen is so weak. That was already the highest influence in the universe. Amen. The highest influence in the universe. I said, you need a conductor. This is something so powerful that the Lord is wanting to give us. But have you noticed, friends? We have been turning our backs from it. We have been somehow looking for solutions, even from other religion, and how they make things work, how they make worship so attractive. My dear friends, it's the Holy Spirit that will make the difference. I remember in GYC, when we gather together every morning, Friends, it's not 7 a.m. It's 5.45. We start at 5.45. At 5.30, young people are running from their hotels, rushing. They don't want to miss. You know what they don't want to miss? The song service. We don't have a band. We don't even have a piano or even a guitar. It's just our tired vocal cords in the morning. It's all a cappella. And you know what we're singing? Hymns. And at 6 a.m., when you arrive in a prayer room at 6 a.m., it looks like you're late for church. It's like 500 to 700 young people crowding the prayer room. And you know what? We don't even have enough room for young people to go. And last, uh, last time, uh, when 2020 hit, that was the last GYC before COVID hit. And friends... They know that they could not accommodate the people who are coming to the prayer room, so they put them in a hallway, in the hallway of the convention center, and they put like curtain. But on Sabbath, friends, the curtains were lifted up because there were more than 1,100 
young people and adult, adults alike come together. Friends, the, the thing that would make Jesus attractive in our hearts, in the young people's heart, is not speakers. It's the Holy Spirit. And if we come humbly before God, hungering for Him, He will show up. Zechariah 4, four verse 6. You know this, this, this verse, Not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. I love the, the Living Bible translation. It says here, You will succeed because of my Spirit. You will succeed because of my what? Of my Spirit, though you are few and weak. I love that emphasis. Though you are what? Few and weak. Who among you here is weak? I know you're weak right now. You're sleepy. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, He will empower His church. And this is one of the most favorite, my most favorite quotes about the Holy Spirit. Signs of the Times, August 7, 1901, paragraph 4, it says, In giving the Holy Spirit, it was impossible for God to give more. I love those wows. <laughs> In giving the Holy Spirit, it was impossible for God to give more. Did you hear that? Whew. And if appreciated, oh, not, not yet. To this gift, nothing could be added, and by it, all needs are supplied. Friends, have you noticed that we have been asking for crumbs that God is desiring to give us the whole cake? A vegan cake, of course. Friends, we have been so satisfied with street food when God is preparing a feast for us. Wow. The Holy Spirit is the vital presence of God. The vital presence of God. So by not asking for the Holy Spirit in our churches, in our lives, in our families, just like, Lord, I don't want your presence here. Wow, friends. And it says here, and if appreciated, will call forth praise and thanksgiving that will ever be springing up unto everlasting life. We talked about praises and thanksgiving yesterday. Friends, if we continually ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, our thanksgiving and our praises will continue to accelerate. It will not be stagnant. It will not be my height stayed for so long like this. It will go higher and higher. Can you say amen? This is what the Lord has promised, my dear friends. But too often, the blessing is not appreciated. Too often, this blessing is not appreciated. We need an enlarged conception in order to comprehend its value. Don't we need it? Friends, I tell you, the more I read this, I'm thinking my little brain could not handle the power that God is trying to somehow teach His church, show His church. For me, it's like, this is too good to be true. But friends, it's true. It is God. We could not... We could not explain His power. All we could do is accept it. All we could do is obey. Whatever He says will come to pass. Can you say amen? Oh, friends, let us move on. Testimonies to the church, page 174, paragraph 2, it says, the promise, This promised blessing, if claimed by faith, will bring all other blessings in its train. 
Wow. So we have been asking, friends, we have been asking for, for the wrong things. Not the right things, but not been hitting the nail on the head. And we ask for the Holy Spirit. It will bring all other blessings in its train. And this is one promise that really warms my heart. And it is to be given liberally to the people of God. Wow. Our God is a gracious God. Our God is a generous God. It is to be given liberally to His church, to you and to me. What are we doing, friends? We have to ask. I remember one of my favorite uh, ASAP mission stories. It's in this close country. I could not uh, tell you the, the close country, just to protect our workers that are working there. This group of people there in this close country, they have been given a hard time by the government, by the police. So every time they, they minister, every time they do like evangelistic effort or even just distributing DVDs, the authorities will somehow confiscate the DVDs or even confiscate, confiscate their belongings. They'll be put into prison. And they're, they're seeing that, that their work is not progressing as it should. So they were thinking, oh, this is just a losing battle. So one, one person asked, what should we do? Let's, let's come together and pray. <laughs> when we don't know what to do, pray. And you know what, friends? This is one thing that I realize right now. The reason why we are not asking for the Holy Spirit is because we know what to do. Oh. We think we know what to do. But I hope that that graph will, will bring you to reality. We don't know what we're doing without the Holy Spirit. So this group of people came together and they fasted and they prayed. And somehow, the Holy Spirit convicted them. Yes, let's move forward. They, they went forward, still doing the same thing. But this time, with the Spirit's anointing, they distributed these DVDs. And this DVD, one particular DVD, came into the hands of a mafia general. A mafia general in that country. And this mafia general was somehow convicted to watch this presentation. And he was moved. And he wanted more. So... He searched the house of this pastor. How did he know? He's a mafia general. He knocked in the house of this, of this pastor. And the one who opened it was a Bible worker. The pastor was not there. He's here in the States. And he asked, I want to, to know this guy. And the, the Bible worker said, I'm sorry, sir, but he's not here. And he said, but I want to know about him, about what he's, what he's talking about. He said, do you want to know about Jesus instead? Smart Bible worker. And then the Matthew General said, of course. So they sat down. The next day, uh, after the, the Bible study, he said, I'm coming back. So he came back again and again and again. Friends, he finished the 28 fundamental beliefs. He gave his heart to Jesus. Friends, he could not hold it back. When you have discovered something wonderful, you cannot keep it to yourself. So he shared it with his mafia friends. Twenty of them gave their hearts to the Lord. Twenty of them joined the church, my dear friends, together with their families. Just imagine, just imagine having mafia members in your church. It is inspiring and scary at the same time. 
Just imagine if they're part of the board, whatever it is, I just, okay. Yes. And this is one amazing thing. You see what God will do when we give him the reins. And friends, you know what happened? He didn't stop there. He changed all his illegal business dealings. Um, by the way, before that, when he shared it with his friends, he saw the joy. He experienced the joy of bringing people to Christ. I want more. So he rented an auditorium and invited the whole city and shared Jesus to them. 200 plus gave their hearts to the Lord. And he changed his business dealings, friends, his illegal business dealings, all his like, uh, what's this, drugs and, and this and that and brothels, closed it. And he sold vegetable stands all over the city. Talking about lifestyle change, my dear friends. We don't have to smack them with the spirit of prophecy. We just have to show Jesus to them. Amen? The Holy Spirit will do things that we could not do. It is the Holy Spirit's work. And you know what happened, friends? You know what happened? This, this uh, vegetable stands that is being placed in the city squares, they have this PA system, a sound system. You know what the sound system is blaring about? About Jesus. But the police could not do anything because they know it's the map, ex-mafia general's business. My dear friends, this is what happens when God takes over. This is what happens when his people, when his church bends their knees and asks, Lord, we are but a child. We don't know how to go out or to come in. Or like the prayer of Jehoshaphat, we don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. As a leader, that should be our prayer. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are upon him. This quote here, last two quotes before we go into our time of prayer, that really spoke to my heart. It actually shook me. From Testimonies for the Church, Volume 5, page 726, it says, The Lord has shown me that men in responsible positions are standing directly in the way of His work. Friends, I will not, I will not point that this is just for the leaders. It involves us. It involves each and every one of us standing in the way of the Lord. And it says here, when all shall take their appointed place in God's work. Listen to this. Our appointed place. We have to know where is our appointed place in God's work. This is our place. Earnestly seeking wisdom and guidance from Him. That is our place. To earnestly seek wisdom. You know what we have been doing? We have been moving forward. We have been saying, God, you are too slow. I'll move ahead. Friends. We have to seek wisdom and guidance from Him before we could move forward. And have you noticed most of our prayers, Lord, please give me this. Lord, please protect me from this. This is one thing that somehow dawned on me. If you are in the presence of God, His provision is there. If you are in the presence of God, protection is there. You do not move a foot further from where God has asked you, my dear friends, where His presence is, where his presence is, there is where his protection, there is where his provision. That is our place. Earnestly seeking wisdom and guidance from him. Then a great advance 
Did you hear this? A great advance will have been made toward letting light shine upon the world. And when men shall cease to place themselves in the way, God will work among us as never before. When we shall cease to, to place ourselves in God's way, God will work among us as never before. And this is one thing I realize, friends. If we are not bowing low, we are standing in His way. Did you hear this? If we are not bowing low, we are standing in His way. No matter how brilliant our ideas are, if we are not bowing low in God's presence, we are standing in His way. Just imagine, friends, you are trying to accomplish something and there's this little creature in front of you. You will not make much progress. And God is a gentle God. He will wait upon you. He will wait until we bow down, until we humble ourselves, until we, we acknowledge that, Lord, it is true, without you we are nothing. But sometimes it's not the case. We rejoice. Yes, we had 100 baptism, and the Lord was holding his hands and his face and saying, I could have given you a million. Of the 3.2 billion who have not known Jesus, we accomplish a hundred and we rejoice. My dear friends, that is not God's plan. God's plan is immeasurable results. And you know what's the most amazing thing? You want to see that happen? Do you think it's possible? That amen sounds so scared. Do you think it's possible? What is the solution? Move out of God's way. Bow low. Let God work. Amen? And listen. Oh, last quote from the book Testimonies for the Church. Volume 8, 238. It says, God will work mightily for His people today if they would place themselves wholly under His guidance. Isn't this beautiful? He desires to work with us. Powerfully, if we will just place ourselves wholly under His guidance, they need a constant abiding of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. If there were more prayer in the councils of those bearing responsibilities, more humbling of the heart before God, we should see abundant evidence of divine leadership. Do you desire to see divine leadership in our time right now? My dear friends, we need it. 2020 just showed us that we don't know what we're doing. We don't even know where we're going without His leading. And it says here, and our work will make a rapid progress. My dear friends, who desire to see Jesus come soon? You desire this rapid progress? Let Jesus do what He desires to do to us and through us, through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So as we come before God's presence this morning, again, I'd like to invite you. Come join us here. If you have seen, we have cleared out three rows. Maybe our faith is just too small. Just three rows. And now I see the volume of the people who are here. We might have gotten some more, but uh, we'll progress day after day. Let's gather together, friends. Let's be in the presence of God. And let us ask for this gift that He has been wanting to share with us.
Come, friends. And as you come closer, if you have your, your hymn books with you, let us open it. And hymn number 260. 260. Hover o'er me, Holy Spirit. As our, as our brothers and sisters are coming forward, let us sing this song. Hover o'er me, Holy Spirit, gaze my trembling heart, and how fill me with thy hallowed presence. Come, oh come, and fill me now, fill me now, fill me now, Jesus come and fill me now, fill me with thy hallowed presence, come, oh come and fill me now. Second stanza. Thou canst fill me, gracious Spirit, though I cannot tell thee how, but I need thee greatly, need thee come, oh come and fill me now. Fill me now, fill me now, Jesus come and fill me now, fill me with thy hallowed presence, come, oh come and fill me now. Before we could enter into our season of praise, let's have this 30 seconds to 40 seconds of silence, inviting the Holy Spirit to dwell in our hearts, that as we begin to pray, it will not be our prayers, but it will be prayers that will be indicted by the Holy Spirit. So let's spend this 40 seconds in silence before His presence. Fill me now, fill me now, Jesus come and fill me now, fill me with thy hallowed presence, come, oh come and fill me now. Dear Father, as we begin our season of praise and thanksgiving, Lord, I pray, teach us, Lord, how to praise you and give you thanks, especially for this beautiful gift that you have given us, the gift of the Holy Spirit. We may begin our prayers, and if you agree with your brothers or your sister's prayer, let us say amen. Amen. Oh, dear Father, we believe that there is so much more that you want to give us. And as you deserve our praises and our thanksgiving, you also deserve the surrender of our hearts. Before we could go into our season of uh, confession, we'd like to sing this song that may our hearts 
a stony heart be removed and it will be replaced by a heart of flesh. Change my heart, O God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O God, may I be like you. You are the potter, I am the clay. Hold me and make me, this is what I pray. Change my heart, O oh God, make it ever Change my heart, O oh God, may I be like you. This time, friends, with our short prayers, let us lift up our confession before God. And I'd like to encourage you, lift up your voices so that we will be able to hear you and agree with you. And I'd like to begin this. Lord, please forgive me. Forgive us as a church for being self-sufficient. Yes, Lord. Amen. And dear Father, please forgive us for the small prayers that we pray, for not asking for the greatest gift that you desire to give us. Lord, I pray right now that may this be our united cry, our united prayer. May you fill us. Fill me now, fill me now, Jesus, come. And fill me now, fill me with thy hallowed presence. Come, O oh come, and fill me now. At this time, let's turn to the person nearest us. Let's pray by twos and let's ask that the Lord will somehow convict us, convict our church, convict every ministry to stand, to not stand in God's way. Let us spend this one minute. Let's pray for one another and with one another. Into my heart, into my heart, come into my heart. Lord Jesus, come in today, come in to stay, come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Dear Father, as we move out of your way, we invite you to come into our hearts. And dear Lord, as we spend these last three minutes pleading for the baptism of your Holy Spirit, Father, I pray that you please, please compose our prayers. We don't even know how to ask. And we don't even know what to ask for. So Lord, I pray that you please lead us. We are but a child. We don't know how to go, water to come in. So friends, let us lift up our prayers as a family once again for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We may begin our prayers. Dear Father, I pray 
that we will not be satisfied with what we have received today. Help us, Lord, to come before you and ask you to increase our hunger, increase our thirst for you. And all together we sing this song. Fill me now, fill me now, Jesus, come and fill me now. Fill me with thy hallowed presence, come, O oh come, and fill me now. Yes, dear Father, as you fill us, help us, Lord, to intercede for one another. And for those of us who are, who are not here, Lord, I ask that may you continue to draw us closer to you. And Lord, may this camp meeting be a camp meeting like, no, like, like nothing else. May this be a prayer camp meeting, O oh Lord. And may every corner, may every room, may every building of this campus will be a prayer room. Dear Father, we pray that as we leave this place, may we continue to be in your presence. Father, I pray for all of us, may you fill us all with your spirit. Thank you so much, Lord, that you are willing to give us the Holy Spirit more than we could ever even think or ask or imagine. So, Lord, I pray, prepare our hearts to receive whatever it is that you want to give us. And I believe, Lord, you are giving it to us right now. Thank you so, so much for hearing and answering our prayers, for we pray all this in the loving and precious name of your Son, Jesus. All your children say aloud, Amen. Amen. To listen to more of these presentations, you may visit the audio archives at misda.org slash audio2021 or search for Michigan Conference Camp Meeting wherever you get your podcast.